welcome back. I hope you've had an amazing holiday and you got to spend some time with the loved ones and friends and just giving God all the thanks for all of his blessings. It's been wonderful around here and uh, I just, I'm just thankful for another year. But now we're heading into the most beautiful time of the year where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And I just cannot tell you what that means to me. Now, I love all the pretty lights and the trees and all the decorations, but when it comes down to it, it's all about Jesus in our house. And I just, I love this time of year. Um, so today we're going to be reading from our book, Farm Raised Devotionals, and the title just happens to be The Biggest Gift. This was not planned. I had no idea, but that's how God works anyway, right? So we're just going to see how God's going to minister to us today, and I'm excited. I hope you are too. So let's just get started. The biggest gift. I do have my King James Bible here open. We do have two scriptures to read from today. My mom was a creative gift drafter, especially at Christmas. One year, she wrapped our gifts in comics from the newspaper. Another year, she found ornaments that were boxes, and she hid little goodies in there for my sister and me. One year, she gave my sister, sister-in-law, and me each a stuffed animal. I thought that was really weird because we were older and we were too old to be receiving toys. Then she told us to look at the ears. To our surprise, she had put diamond earrings on the little animal's ears. <laughs> there was one Christmas that really stands out in my memory. My brother, sister, and I woke up Christmas morning to a huge gift in front of our Christmas tree. The gift was almost as tall as the Christmas tree itself. I wondered which sibling it was for, my brother or my sister. They were older, so it was obviously for one of them. The mystery continued because there was no name on it saying whose it was, but none of the other presents under the tree had my name on them. I started fearing that Santa had, had seen me misbehave and I hadn't received any gifts. Another some, after some confusion, and a little bit of worry, someone said that the big one was for me. That gift was for me? I'm sure my eyes were as big as saucers and my mouth was as wide as the Mississippi River. I was in complete shock. Santa hadn't seen anything and I was feeling pretty special. Once the shock wore off, I tore into the massive box to see what Santa had brought me. I was unable to get the wrapping paper off, but the box was so tall I wasn't able to see I'm sorry. I was able to get the wrapping paper off, but the box was so tall I wasn't able to see what was inside. I had to have help to get down on my level. Inside that massive box was a big yellow beanbag chair. Wow! A beanbag chair? But there was more. At the bottom of that big box were other individually wrapped gifts. Santa, quote-unquote, was pretty creative. Yes, I was mighty surprised when they told me that that gift was mine. I didn't think that gift was for me because I didn't think I was worthy of such a gift. Why would I get such an epic present? My brother and sister were so much more deserving than me, right? Just because they were older. No, I didn't feel worthy. There is another huge gift that we are all, that we often have a difficult time realizing is for us, the gift of grace. Now that is a big gift. 
And this is where our first scripture comes in, and it's from the book Ephesians, chapter 2 and verse 8. And it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. I didn't feel worthy of the big gift in front of our Christmas tree, but the gift of grace is not a matter of us deserving because we will never be worthy or deserving of such a special gift. It can't be bought. It can't be earned. It's there for us to simply accept. And this is where our second scripture comes in, and it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15. Paul writing about the gift of grace is in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. And it says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And the word unspeakable in the scripture means priceless. Wow. Such a timely devotion. Because I don't know about y'all. Um, I go through periods of just not feeling worthy of God's grace and mercy and we will never be worthy of it. Well, truly, we will never be worthy of that priceless gift. He knew that in order for us to have the opportunity to be saved and to be into heaven with to live into heaven to live in heaven with him for eternity, that the only option was for him to be born and to die for our sins. And the older I've gotten and the more my relationship has gotten deeper with the Lord, the more that Christmas and Easter, the whole meaning for those holidays change. I remember growing up, you know, being a child, it was all about the gifts and, you know, going through the catalog and circling what you wanted and, you know, telling your mom and daddy what you wanted and then just crossing your fingers that you got it. And, you know, Easter, it was all about the Easter basket full of candy and just, you know, all of that. And, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, okay? But the older I've gotten, and more so in the past, I'm going to say three years, the true meaning of Christmas and Easter has taken on a whole different level for me. In fact, um... I started years ago, um, probably as long as far back as even 20 years ago, totally changing how I do my Christmas decor. And the focus on my decor is Jesus. You know, you don't, you won't see Santa's in my house. Um, we don't worship Santa. Um, and I'm not in no way condemning are judging anyone that has that in their home and their decor to each their own. This is my conviction, okay? Um, I just got convicted years ago that any kind of decor that I was going to bring into my home for Christmas was all going to be about Jesus. You know, angels, stars, nativities, you know, all about Jesus. And so that is how I've kind of, you know, I've, I've just been doing my decor and it doesn't mean that I'm better than anybody else. I have a closer relationship. You know, I we talk about all the time, we each have our own convictions. And this is just one of mine. 
you know, that's the beauty of the Lord. He will convict each of us differently. You know, what may be wrong or a burden or something that would hinder my walk with God may not affect you. So in no way am I casting judgment or condemning anyone, you know, on their Christmas decor, okay? Or Easter decor, none of that. I'm just sharing how the Lord has been dealing with me. And the older I've gotten, and really in the past three years, as my relationship with the Lord has intensified, it's gone deeper. I've gotten a, a stronger walk with Him, a more in-depth understanding. He talks to me more. He deals with me more. And He's taken me to a different level. You know, in your relationship with the Lord, you're going to have levels, you know. And I use the example as a baby. You know, you're not going to start a baby out on table food. You're going to start them out on milk and formula. Then you're going to start incorporating some cereal and some baby food and then some soft foods and, you know, so forth and so on. Same thing in our relationship with the Lord. As I begin to grow in Him, I've been on different levels with Him. And this time of year really, really means something completely different than it ever has in years past, you know. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for Him. And I'm thankful that we don't have to earn the grace and the mercy. We just have to accept it. It's like she said, you know, we're never, how does she say it? It can't be bought and it can't be earned. It's there for us to simply accept. I'm so thankful for that. It is such a wonderful, wonderful gift he's given us. That and the hope for eternal, to live in eternity with him. It's just, I just can't wrap my head around it sometimes. And I will find myself sometimes trying to really grasp what eternity means. And I, I, I just can't. I mean, we can't understand that, you know. Um, we can only understand when we go through things that, you know, we may be going through things and they last for a season, or weeks, months, but they do eventually end. There's going to be no end when we make it to heaven. To live with him in eternity. There's going to be no end. And the fact that he loves us so much. That he wrapped himself in flesh. And was born to a virgin. Knowing what his fate was going to be. Knowing that his, his ultimate job. Was to be born. So that he could die for our sins. <laughs> I just... I don't understand it. I can't understand it. I mean, the closest I can get to it is if something, you know, come down to me or one of my kids, of course, you know. But to know that he he knew his fate. And he knew there were going to be those that rejected him. That wasn't going to love him. That wasn't going to accept him. That was going to curse him. And use his name in vain and, and blaspheme. And he knew all of that. And yet he did it anyway. And he loves them just as much as he loves us. And that I can't understand either. But, you know, that's why he's God. That's why I'm not. And that's why we may not understand why he allows things to happen or continue to happen or go on and, you know, this and that. 
his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. He's so much higher than us and we will never, ever fully comprehend just who he is. Oh, but that day will come when we're going to get to look at his face. And I want to hear those words. Welcome in. <sighs> wow. He's so good. And I love him so much. And I just, I feel his presence just all around me right now. And I thank him for that. I thank him for everything. I pray that you feel him too. I pray that he wraps his arms around you and loves on you. Whatever situation you may be in, whatever you may be going through, I hope that you feel him with you and know that you're not by yourself, that he's got you in the palm of his mighty hand. And he hears every prayer you pray. And whether you feel it or know it right then and there, he is working all things for your good. He's working all things on your behalf. And I pray that you feel that and accept that and know that. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here with me. And I will see you in the next one. Bye, y'all. Thank you.